0: Join us as we listen to God's Word and seek to grow in our love and understanding for the good news in our lives. And now, Sunday Commentary with Kevin Doran and Carla Wehrman. The Liturgical Scripture Readings for the sixth Sunday of Easter. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. Philip went down to the city of Samaria and proclaimed the Christ to them. With one accord, the crowds paid attention to what was said by Philip when they heard it and saw the signs he was doing. For unclean spirits crying out in a loud voice came out of many possessed people, and many paralyzed or crippled people were cured. There was great joy in that city. Now when the apostles in Jerusalem heard that Samaria had accepted the word of God, they sent them Peter and John, who went down and prayed for them, that they might receive the Holy Spirit, for it had not yet fallen upon any of them. They had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then they laid hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. The word of the Lord.
1: Thanks be to God. The responsorial Psalm. Let all the earth cry out to God with joy.
0: Let all the earth cry out to God with joy.
1: Shout joyfully to God, all the earth. Sing praise to the glory of his name. Proclaim his glorious praise. Say to God. How tremendous are your deeds.
0: Let all the earth cry out to God with joy.
1: Let all earth worship and sing praise to you. Sing praise to your name. Come and see the works of God, his tremendous deeds among the children of Adam.
0: Let all the earth cry out to God with joy. He
1: has changed the sea into dry land, through the river they passed on foot. Therefore, let us rejoice in him. He rules by his mighty forever.
0: Let all the earth cry out to God with joy.
1: Hear now, all you who fear God, while I declare what he has done for me. Blessed be God, who refused me not at my prayer or his kindness.
0: Let all the earth cry out to God with joy. A reading from the first letter of St. Peter. Beloved, sanctify Christ as Lord in your hearts. Always be ready to give an explanation to anyone who asks for a reason for your hope. But do it with gentleness and reverence, keeping your conscience clear, so that when you are maligned, those who defame your good conduct in Christ may themselves be put to shame. For it is better to suffer for doing good, than if that be the will of God, than for doing evil. For Christ also suffered for sins once, the righteousness for the sake of the unrighteous, that he might lead you to God. Put to death in the flesh, he was brought to life in the Spirit. The Word of the Lord.
1: Thanks be to God. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John.
0: Glory to you, O Lord.
1: Jesus said to his disciples, If you love me, you will keep my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you always, the Spirit of Truth, whom the world cannot accept because it neither sees nor knows him. But you know him because he remains with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. In a little while, the world will no longer see me, but you will see me because I live and you will live. On that day, you will realize that I am in my Father and you are in me and I in you. Whoever has my commandments and observes them is the one who loves me. And whoever loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and reveal myself to him. The Gospel of the Lord.
0: Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Christ is risen, alleluia. He is risen indeed, alleluia. We have some great readings today for the sixth Sunday of Easter. Uh, And Carl, I really got a theme of how the Holy Spirit must be alive in your heart, in your mind, and in your actions. Uh, we see in the first reading today how the apostles laid hands on them. We saw the Spirit overshadowing you. In the second reading, we have always be ready to give an explanation how the Spirit is within you. Uh, and then the gospel reading we had the sending of the Advocate, how the Spirit is always beside you. So wonderful readings about the Spirit today. And we're going to start with uh, the first reading. This um this is Acts of the Apostles chapter eight. This actually follows the stoning of Stephen. So we really see, in this case, how Christian persecution is increasing, but the church is expanding
1: right exactly yeah so last week we did we heard about the problems that the early church was having and they were having problems with administration right so there was one group that was complaining about another right yeah. and <laughs> not yeah. unusual is it uh, no, way back guy. when it started way back when <laughs> oh he's knowing good good company Yep. so the apostles called a community meeting right and they elected those deacons um and philip was one of them and uh so they would be responsible for carrying out those duties that um the priests and bishops couldn't do they just did not have time for it so one of the men elected was philip and the newly elected philip was sent to the city of samaria and that is where this reading picks up
0: yes exactly so you have this scenario where you have this outcast town but yet christ was proclaimed to this outcast town and to the people in samaria and then christ was received with great joy and i wanted to share a quote from Um, St. Leo uh, the Great. And I thought this was really amazing because again, you have this contrast, so to speak, of this persecution, but yet growth. And he wrote this, he says, the religion founded on the ministry of Christ's cross cannot be destroyed by any kind of cruelty. Persecutions do not tear down the church, rather they build it up. Mm -hmm. And of course that was true back then. I think it's very true in our world and society today, isn't it?
1: I do, I believe that, yeah, yeah.
0: Um, and then, you know, I was thinking about with this persecutions and, and all of this power that Christ shows through the Spirit, um, let me just touch on this, uh, what I would call the exorcisms that were going on. It says, for unclean spirits crying out in a loud voice came out of many possessed people. And uh, this made me think about uh, C.S. Lewis, of course, an amazing author. He had written these screw tape letters, and he said that in the screw tape letters, how really the d de- the devil is equally pleased by two errors. The first error is that we overestimate the devil, meaning that we obsess about his power. Right. The other. Uh, error is that we underestimate him and the devil and we dismiss him
1: absolutely and how Dr-
0: important that is to really understand but put uh, satan in his proper place yeah, that
1: way presenting satan as a little red demon you know yeah. with a pointy <laughs> right pointy, sitting on your shoulder pointy and, pointy and, tail, yeah. right so that don't
0: overestimate has not him. Don't done us any
1: favors it. right no has yeah, it yeah, yeah. No <laughs> <laughs> hasn't
0: but again again christ's power is stronger than satan's power and that grip of evil on us so amen to that
1: yeah absolutely
0: And of course, we also see the Holy Spirit being uh, used in the end of the first reading, don't we?
1: Yeah, we do. Um, So we hear that the apostles in Jerusalem heard that Samaria had accepted the word of God, and then they sent Peter and John. Now, keep in mind that Peter and John were bishops. And so they went down to the town of Samaria and they prayed for them so that they might receive the Holy Spirit for it had not yet fallen upon any of them. They had only been baptized in the name of the Lord. Now, this can be confusing. So uh, when I pulled I pulled open the uh, Ignatius Catholic Study Bible, and thanks to Dr. Scott Hahn, we have a little explanation here. So there's a distinction made in Acts between baptism, which confers the Spirit in an invisible way, and the laying on of hands, which calls down the Spirit to manifest his presence in a visible and charismatic way. In the interpretive tradition of the church, this deeper conferral of the spirit through the imposition of hands is linked with confirmation, a sacrament that follows baptism and is integral through the process of Christian initiation. So it's one of the three uh, sacraments of of, Mm -hmm. uh, initiation, right? right? Mm -hmm. So as In this episode, the deacon, uh, Philip, can baptize, but it belongs to the bishops, Peter and John, to bestow a fuller measure of the Spirit confirmation by laying on of hands. So Mm, I thought that that explanation was very good.
0: Yes, excellent. Very good. Thank you. And we're going to go ahead and move on to the second reading. We'll hear a little bit more about the Holy Spirit, because in here we see the Holy Spirit will be within us because... Here, I love this, 1 Peter three fifteen. always be ready to give an explanation to anyone who asks you for a reason for your hope. And I love that saying because that does mean we have to be ready for with a reason. And, you know, a lot of us will say, well, I'm not theologians. You and I are not theologians, right? Uh, I, let alone a, a person who's just uh, just trying to, to live the faith. Um, and yet, I believe that a reason doesn't have to be this deeply theological statement. It can be as simply as, I believe that Jesus Christ is my Savior. But the big thing is we do have to have a reason. So please think about that reason for you and what that is.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And giving personal testimony. Like, this is what God did for my life, right? This is what God did for me.
0: Oh yeah, exactly, right. And and do this with, he says here, gentleness and reverence. So <laughs> I have a story of a, a great friend of mine, a Protestant brother. And um, this was a number of years ago and he brought... Um, he brought something, he said, Hey, how come you Catholics believe this? Because I see in the Bible it says this, and he gave me a verse, and I looked at it and I. Thumb through uh, you know my Bible that night and found another verse and I said well what about this and I gave it to him <laughs> and then he said well what about this and and then I then I brought the double tap back and I shot him with two sl- you know two uh, verses what like,
1: about this and this
0: yeah that's right it was like I, I call it scripture slingshot you know pew, and it. he gives me a pew, you know <laughs> and uh, and then of course then he writes an email and then I pull out the Microsoft Word document and I write like an eight page reply that's and right. all this sort of thing but I, I think really is through this you know that's not always was very helpful. <laughs> But the, the conversation was good. But remember to do that with the gentleness and mm-hmm. reverence and the charity, right? And, and and realize that this is also many times when we stand for the faith and we have this reason. You know, there is going to be some amount of suffering involved, won't it, Carla?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. That's what. They, that's the next part of this reading, right? And it says um, so. It's better to suffer for doing good, if that be the will of God, than for doing evil. And you know, it's just. It's hard. it's the reading tells us that to live in charity and that uh, when you're maligned, those who defame you, your good conduct in Christ may themselves be put to shame for it's better to suffer and you know this is just a really hard thing and I get the impression that the writer isn't trying to tell us that it's easy that it's not an easy thing to do. and I think that many of us would probably fail miserably um you know to, to, to simply turn a blind eye when another person attacks our good character. But I think the message here is that it is possible that when we practice on a daily basis what we practice, that will prepare us for the challenge. And as the writer says, to suffer for doing good, if that be the will of God, than for doing evil.
0: Yeah, exactly. And those two, I think, really tie together. Always having that reason, bring it with gentleness and reverence. And if you are, you know, if you suffer persecution uh, for that, then it really is, in, in some ways, you have to consider it a blessing. Yeah. Uh, and that's not easy to do during the time. But I hope that those two work together uh, for the good of, you know, each person's development and their spirituality. Yep. Um, well, let's go to the gospel today, according to John. And uh, I see here in this first reading, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. And I really see how that love and obedience are intertwined to each other. And we really need to rely on the Holy Spirit to help us both love and obey at the same time for Christ.
1: Absolutely, yeah. With those words, Jesus tells us that love requires more than just words. He tells us that we must keep his commandments. And our Lord gives us the commandments for our own good, so that we can know him, so that we can serve him, so that we can come to love him in this life as the means by which we will work out our salvation. If we don't use our time on earth to formulate a godly heart and mind, then we run the risk of dying without ever having truly loved God. And only those who truly love God will spend eternity with him in heaven. Those who reject God in this life will also reject him in death. We should examine our actions every day you know what what can we do better to keep god's commandments what can we do on a daily basis that violates god's commandments you know, go through that examination of conscience and in the end it's going to be our choice very likely our daily choices that will shape our hearts and our minds and in the end it will be our choices that will determine how and where we will spend eternity
0: hallelujah You've been listening to Sunday Commentary with Kevin Doran and Carla Wehrman, produced at the studios of Modern Day Radio. For more information about this show, go to moderndayradio.com. That's M-A-T-E-R-D-E-I-Radio.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend.